0: Welcome to Millennial Pagan Podcast, the podcast that's discussing issues and hot topics influencing the pagan world from a millennial perspective. We're your hosts, Autumn Wolf
1: And Jarrah Stone. Hello! Hello!
0: <laughs> so we are recording this after Pride. However, this is our Pagan Pride episode.
1: Yes. Yay. Doing a little time traveling today. Yeah,
0: a little bit. <laughs> zooming into the past, zooming back out. How are you doing, Jarrah?
1: Uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. A uh, little, uh, still a little, little exhausted uh i've had a had a rough week at work but uh yeah i mean it's it's evening out which is good
0: yay that's good how are you doing? Uh I didn't really recover until the middle of the week. I had um a friend stay with me that whole weekend, and it was supposed to be a long weekend for me. <laughs> um And then we had a new person training at work. So it was like once things started smoothing out, I was good, but I just kept feeling in a rush.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, Pagan Pride.
0: Pagan Pride. So, uh, this episode, like we just said, what is going to be the interviews we did at Phoenix Pagan Pride Day? Um, I know our Patreon supporters already know from the mini-sode that they just had that we actually did not have power as mm-hmm. expected, um, for the following interviews. So I want to apologize. They were all recorded on Sound Guy T's phone. Um, so if it, the sound quality is just not up to our par, um, sorry. Yeah.
1: But, but, but I, I just kind of want to say, too, uh, just, just, I, I, I just want to say it's not really a reflection on Pagan Pride. Um, we're, we're we'll, we'll get into that as well. Just kind of, uh, kind of what happened.
0: Yeah. But, a lot of that yeah. you can hear on our Patreon mini but, um, a lot, that wasn't Phoenix Pagan Pride's fault. Yeah. Necessarily. Um, there was a, um, Miscommunication. Mm-hmm. So just as a reminder again, this was recorded on a cell phone or all of the following interviews were recorded on a cell phone at a public event where children were playing, people were loud and music was being played. Yeah. Um, we also interviewed people who were performing at Pride this year. So that was the number one big thing. We interviewed the musicians. Um, so you'll hear some familiar voices. You'll he- hear some pretty awesome and famous voices. <laughs> (laughs) and you'll hear of course a couple of new voices yeah so yeah yeah, so
1: so i guess uh uh we should kind of jump into it let's let's introduce the first uh first interview
0: well before we jump into the interviews i do want to remind our listeners that just like last year we won't be releasing any full-length episodes for the month of december Patreon supporters will still have their normal mini-sode releasing December 11th, and our Yule gift to all our Patreon supporters, including the $1 mark Patreon supporters, will be available December 25th. That's just because we usually put out on a Wednesday. December 25th on a Wednesday. It's not necessarily a reflection of any Christian holidays of that day yes (laughs) (laughs) so the following interviews are going to be awesome yes
1: i really enjoyed uh the interviews that we had uh this this time because it it was a little out of the norm actually not sitting behind the mic sitting at the table at the booth
0: right Uh, for
1: for most of the interviews we actually sat in the grass just kind of on a hillside
0: yeah it was pretty chill it was um uh, really good um, once we hear the interviews ourselves played back we'll determine if that's kind of how we're going to roll at um, events from now on mm-hmm. so you guys let us know if you thought the sound quality was uh, good enough that you definitely could hear everything that um, you enjoyed the interviews that way that way we know that we can continue doing that in the future instead of making poor Jara lug all of the equipment for no good <laughs> I- Well,
1: and, and, and I've, I've had a couple of uh, different ideas is too i've been looking mm-hmm. at like different uh, actual sound recorders that are meant for that type of situation too that, so we'll talk yeah
0: yeah so so you guys don't have to hear that we're gonna go ahead and jump in we were truly excited about this next interview wendy rule wendy sat down with us to talk about creating and recording her newest 24 track album *Persephone*, and her experiences in greece
1: yeah she's definitely uh, very very down to earth i love that she hasn't let all this just kind of inflate her she's as gorgeous as she is her voice is beautiful all right so we actually got uh something very special right now uh actually somebody who i've actually i know we both have been looking forward to actually sitting down and having a chat with her uh, Miss Wendy Rule. Hello.
2: Hello. Wow. It's a pleasure to be here. I yes.
0: believe a, a belated happy birthday is in order. Yes. Well. yes. It's my
2: birthday on Samhain on October 31st. Wow. I turned awesome. big 5-3.
0: Well, congratulations. <laughs> wow. Yay.
2: I'm excited. Yeah. So
0: we're sitting down with Wendy after you just completed or are touring for Persephone, one of yep. your biggest albums. It's a 24-track album. Yeah. Is this your largest album?
2: You bet it is. It's my first double album and it took, it was 13 years in the making and I've been traveling back and forwards to Greece and doing a lot of research and doing a lot of ritual at the temples and um, yeah, it's, um, to me, it's the, I mean, I'm proud of all of my albums, but there's something really special to me about this one. It takes, it's taken me just right to the heart of my spiritual journey.
0: Right. And now Persephone, the album is a bunch of obviously twenty-four songs about Persephone and the goddesses of this myth. Um, yeah, and I—I read on your website you went through kind of a journey yourself where you—you you got to live as these goddesses throughout writing this.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, to me, it, it's—you um, know—it's a—it's a—the myth really tells us about the um, the natural processes of life, death, and rebirth, and the the story. Is, is very human even though it's the god, the goddesses going through this but when Demeter grieves for the loss of her daughter we really feel that and there's a sense of empathy and, and, um, and Persephone going down you know I back in my early days you know from my late teens really through until deep into my 30s I'd say I used to suffer terribly from depression and um, it was terrifying and I wrote a lot of um, you know a lot of material about that in my earlier albums but I also know how powerful that journey of if we can just be present with it that journey of being in the underworld rather than our culture that says everything dark mm-hmm. or even painful is bad but right. this I learnt so much and so my journey with Persephone then of course I had to go through those cycles again and find myself at points in the underworld and feel feel lost at times but I also had this great trust after you know two and a half decades of conscious witchcraft that this is okay because i know this and i know that after this death part comes the rebirth part and just like the dark moon moving back into the new and so persephone is really honoring that in a very deep way and yeah i feel like i i lived i lived it you know and continue to and and will continue to
1: i have to say it kind of kind of really struck a chord with me just kind of uh, going, going through, and actually looking at the, the different tracks and kind of reading the yeah. story of it, um, because uh, I just recently kind of got got called into the following of Hecate and yeah. learning about uh, learning about Persephone. And I actually we actually just changed changed over our uh, our altar for Samhain. Yeah, we actually have Persephone on it. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's just one of those. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to actually sitting down and listening to all the music. Actually, just taking it all in.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it takes you right through the journey. It's not just themed around it. It's, like a, um, it's kind of like an opera in a way. Right. Like it tells a story uh, through yeah. song.
0: Yeah. Right. So you said you traveled to Greece to really get to know this story and you mm. went to a lot of the temples. Which temple that you went to was your favorite or best experience or even worst experience?
2: Oh, that's an interesting question. Well, I guess the main three that I went to that related to this myth was Eleusis, where mm-hmm. um, which became the the place where the Eleusinian mysteries were held for thousands of years and um, that was profound to feel um, to feel the enormity of the weight of the mythic and spiritual journey you know for millennia people did this walk from Athens to there and it was incredible it's not spectacular to look at, it's not dramatic ruins like you know the Acropolis or anything but it's very beautiful Um, and there's also not many tourists around you know it's not um, so that was really powerful but and I went to an amazing temple on the island of Naxos that's a Demeter temple that's very spectacular very beautiful but I think the one for me that really I just had such a great time I went on a solitary journey last year and on the dark moon in Scorpio so b- about, a, about a year ago um, I went to a place called the Necromantion and this was a, um, a gateway to the underworld so sacred to Persephone and Hades and there's kind of like a what would you call it, like a, uh, you you go sort of underground, like down through a set of stairs and down a ladder, and then there's, I guess, kind of like a basilica type thing, you know, curved roof, and just knowing that people had done ritual in this, and they'd done rituals that were like totally about embracing the, the gifts of the underworld, embracing the gifts of death and rebirth, was powerful, and of course there was no one else around, and I was just there doing my very, very deep work so it was amazing. Yeah, I've actually got a tiny clip of that that place on my YouTube channel, and um, you can find it if you just find me on YouTube, Wendy Rule on YouTube. And you can, I just kind of put it over one of the tracks for Persephone, just like a very loose film clip because I wanted to show the footage, but it's amazing, the Necromanteon. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Wendy. How do my listeners find
2: you, your music, and help you in your journeys? Well, that's very nice. Well, you help me by listening to my music, and um, I'm easy to find. Uh, My website's wendyrule.com, and um, that has links to everything else. You can download music through there via CD Baby. I also do these concerts every full moon. uh, full Moon Magic concerts and they're themed around the astrological sign of the full moon so I choose songs from my big repertoire and um, so the next one coming up is the Taurus Full Moon and so it'll be very earthy and um, and That's on my patreon page. So you just go to, to go to the patreon page, which is a wonderful way of um, Supporting all artists. Oh, yes. of course. yeah, and it's only two bucks a month to watch the Full Moon Magic concert So it's really fun, and it's a ritual and um I'm all over Facebook and Instagram, right. of course, all those places mm-hmm. where we find each other. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I, I do have to say, you know, just from, from a musician to another, uh, you have a oh, nice little flock of birds going there. <laughs> that's, oh, my
2: goodness. <laughs> There's <laughs> a beautiful They're <day> yeah. coming. <gasps> that's magic. Yes. Wow. They're so cute. <laughs> oh, Dozens and dozens of these sweet little black birds. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then that little kids is so playing gorgeous.
1: With them. Wow. But um, yes. I, as, as I was saying, just just from one musician to another, you have yeah. such a such a powerful and and very a um, very robust voice, very uh, 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 very unique Thank tones you. and voice, and I, I just love. Love the music, love the the way that you that you sing, and I just want to say thank you for sharing this gift and using this gift.
2: It's truly my pleasure, and it's my life's purpose, and it's what I love to do, and um, I feel very honored to be here at Phoenix Pagan Pride too. It's um it's been a wonderful day.
0: Well, thank you very much,
2: and yeah. have a great pride. Thank you. Yay.
0: We had the pleasure of also interviewing Kelliana Garrard about her Pride experience, music, a book series she's writing based on a song that she wrote, and The Green Album.
1: I think this was a, a definitely a great interview. I love uh, love listening to kind of the process of it. Right. Yeah. And we also have uh, one of the other musicians that was here today. We have Miss Kelliana with us. Hello. Hello.
0: Well, thank you for coming on. Great to be here. Yes. So I know that, um, how many albums have you produced? Six. Six. So I know on your first one, you produced a song called Warrior Queen, and now it's becoming a book trilogy. Correct. Yes. Wow. I have two books of a trilogy completed. My co-authors
3: from Australia, named Kali Cargill, and we are doing a fantasy fiction trilogy. So this is character in my song on my first album, Lady Moon, called Warrior Queen, and it's about a viking queen who dies on the battlefield and i'm basically telling the story from her death so she's tethered to her body and she's kind of narrating as you know things are happening below where they prepare her body to bring her home to burn her on her pyre so she's she's just telling us what's happening in the song and then they burn her on her pyre and her soul's released it's the end of the song so i played it for my mom and she's like i love it what's the story i go mom that's the story she died and now they're bringing her to burn her on her pyre she goes no that's the story of her death i want to know about her life So I think I've been thinking about that for more than 15 years about this story. And then I met this woman, actually I met her in 2014 in Australia, and then again in 2016 in England and we started writing the trilogy together. So we just finished the second book. It came out just several weeks ago, and we're already working on book three to wrap up the trilogy. Fantastic. Oh, wow.
0: And we had the distinct pleasure of being able to listen to you play acoustically that That's song. right. We took over the front mm-hmm. of your booth because it was yes. the only place of shade. <laughs>
3: yes. Well, well
4: thank nice. you for that. No, thank you. <laughs> we got
0: our front row seat yes. to all of the entertainment. It was yeah. fantastic. Great. So are you enjoying yourself here at Phoenix Pagan Pride? Very much so. Awesome. I live in Massachusetts. It is cool. Cold. So we're in like fleece
3: leggings and <laughs> coats, and I come here it's so beautiful. Yeah, this, this is
1: a, a good good spring day for yeah, you.
3: Yeah, it's right. beautiful here.
0: Yes. So I also know that you were part of the Green album, which yes. was a big musical undertaking for a lot of pagan musicians, and um, you probably know more about it than I do. <laughs> we did this wonderful
3: project spurred on by Tuatha Dea from Tennessee, where we all wrote a song for Mother Earth. And made a compilation of it. There's 14 artists from around the world. I know Dave the Bards on it from England, and Spiral Rhythm from Atlanta, Atlanta. and then um, Australia's Spiral Dance. So it's like, and we just gathered all these people together. Every song on it is just. Dropped it awesome. Everybody had a different approach on how to do the project. It
0: spectacular CD. Awesome. So, um, your current CD, that or your most recent CD, what is that called? And uh, the what? most recent project I did was with Jenna Green, who's
3: a beautiful vocalist and harpist right? from mm-hmm. Massachusetts. We are great friends for many years and we did a project of Irish and Scottish traditional music just the two vocal harmonies with the harp and it is exquisite it's one of my favorite things I've ever done and our duo is called Lady Moon because my first album has a song Lady Moon and Jenna Green has her first album has her own Lady Moon song. So we decided to call the duo Lady Moon, but our album is called Fairy's Love Song and it is one of my favorite things I've ever done. It is a beautiful CD.
0: That is so awesome. So where can my listeners find and support you?
3: Everywhere. You can find if you're download, you can download from iTunes and Amazon and we're, you know, I don't have all of my music on Spotify, but some of it's there. You can get it on Amazon Music, and um, I'm on way on YouTube. As a matter of fact, I Walk With The Goddess, one of my most popular songs globally, has eight hundred and thirty-five thousand views. I want a million, folks. What? Go on to YouTube right. and play "I Walk with the Goddess." Yeah. Uh, posted by Keep Music Pagan, and you'll see it's up to like heading up to eight hundred fifty thousand. I'm so greedy. I want the million. Hey, Do that, it. That's, that's
1: good. That, that, that's a good way not not just to get your voice out there, but to get the message out there exactly. too.
3: Exactly. Right. So uh, YouTube, you can YouTube it, and my website is um, my book series is called The Warrior Queen Chronicles. So we have a warriorqueenchronicles.com website, and that has all my CDs and all the books and everything's on there. Um, so there's multiple ways, and every platform, I'm on CD Baby and Reverb Nation, so Bandcamp. Yes. If you can't find me, email me. I will help you get music. <laughs>
0: awesome. Well, thank you so much, Thanks and have a fantastic me. pride. Appreciate it. This interview was with four-fifths of Far From Home.
1: Try saying that five times fast.
0: Now, when they were in studio with us, we had three-fifths of Far From Home. So, we're getting closer to having the whole band. We talked with them not only about what they were doing at Pride, but also their newly released music video, House of the Rising Sun, which they talked about in the episode that they were on, episode number 30. And you can see that video on YouTube, and Facebook, and all sorts of other socials. And we're here with four-fifths of Far From Home. Hi! Hi! Really?
5: That was lame. What do we always do? We are Far Far From from home! Home! I love it. It's
0: We're slowly going to get all of Far From Home on <laughs> our show at some point, but we, like you know, are here at Pagan Pride and we want to talk about, they just produced an amazing music video that looked so super awesome. Woo! So how was the experience of recording your first music video?
5: It was awesome. It was absolutely spectacular.
0: And that's Tim, as you know from Hi. our history episodes in the past the last episode and our most recent coming out.
6: Right. It was a fun experience working with Look at Productions. They were fantastic oh, yeah. and helped yeah. us out, got angles really good. And yeah, Tuck, I enjoyed tucked it. Yeah, yes. yeah. Tucked puppies' noses. Yes, lots of tucking puppies' noses. Yes, there was a professional, you know, boob tucker. Fluffer. 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 I know it's called a so fluffer. I wanted to say boob tucker. Come on. The, the video has some very serious issues that we touch upon. Um, dealing with sex trafficking and things like that, um, abuse, and so underneath we actually have links to all of that, but. Just so you're all aware, behind the scenes, we had way too much fun. Yes, yeah.
5: <laughs> Mini much moose and laughing. Minnie
6: yes. much moose and laughing, uh, yes. Tarragon yeah. here, the one you guys haven't heard yet before. Hello! She fell off the couch four or five times. I don't know. And I know every that. single time she fell off, her boobs just completely popped out of her corset. <laughs> oh! I had so we that. had a professional person to put she her boobs back where they needed the a boob- The boob wrangler, be. yeah. Yeah.
5: I uh, wasn't complaining.
0: <laughs> no, I know you weren't complaining. <laughs> so, Tim, how did it feel being there? bad guy
5: in the video. Um, it's not unusual. It's not unusual for me to be a bad guy. <laughs> no, um, I have done all kinds of the theatrical, um, uh, shows, uh, like Sweeney Todd. I was Judge Turpin. Uh-huh. Um, I in, can see that. Yeah. Oh, in, uh, Ragtime, I was Willie Conklin, the uh-huh. racist. Um, who else was I? There was another one. The mayor. The mayor. Yeah. The mayor. Yes.
6: You he wasn't need, a bad guy. You, you, you a, and
5: I need to get together. and I'll do Sweeney, you do Turpin. We'll oh, have to do let's pretty women. do this, pretty women. Oh, yes. oh, yeah, oh, man. yeah nice. I'm here for it. Pretty women. Um, so, yeah, super, I'm used super super to taking on the villainous role, and um, it's not that difficult for me to slip into it because, you know, I balance it out by being a nice guy the rest of the time. Hmm?
0: And the gorgeous little girl was y'all's daughter. How was that having her on set?
6: She was amazing oh, on my, set. She's a natural. She actually <laughs> really loved... Um, learning about the camera. So Kevin was really patient with her and showed her exactly why he was doing things and how he was doing it and she just watched and was asking about the process of everything.
1: So you might have a little videographer here. She's mm-hmm.
6: always been that way. Four years yep. old photographers would come over and mm-hmm. she'd want some pictures but then she'd go back and go okay how do we do all this and mm-hmm. then she'd watch photographers that's take beautiful. pictures of other people.
5: Well yeah. and on top of that she's always been um, she had like a, one of those little leap pads that had a camera on it so she would do little videos oh, of her this. playing with her toys oh, and so just cute. like Aww. different camera angle pictures pictures and everything so super
6: cute so uh,
5: I know that the the song that was chosen was
1: uh, House of the Rising Sun yes so I know that we were talking a little bit earlier you said that uh, this was kind of a bunch of research in the process of actually doing this song
6: I absolutely love the historical aspects of House of the Rising Sun I've researched it for many years because it's one of my favorites They're still not quite sure if it was actually a brothel or not, Um, but they have evidence of the song itself going back into the mid-1800s. It's not an animal song like everybody thinks. Um, They're fairly sure that the time signature, the rhythm of the song, was the animals doing Mm -hmm. in that 6-8, which is the same one we did it in. Um, But the tune, the idea of the song, the words, yeah, they, they go back, and there's many versions of the words, too. There are yeah. some really, really Aww. adult, dirty versions of that song, oh, too. <laughs> um, the one we ended up doing is kind of a mix. Um, it's mostly from a 1927 recording of the song, um, and a little bit of some of the more modern that people recognize.
5: Mm-hmm. And going back to the uh, history of the house itself, there is one mention of a, a hotel in New Orleans, like it was a 1901 newspaper, then the only two mentions at all were when it was opened, and then a few months later it burnt down. So there was a real House of the Rising Sun in New Orleans, but they don't know whether the song spurred it on or the hotel spurred the song
0: yeah right. ah, no. wow nice. so um then my last question for you guys is are you having fun at pagan pride yeah! Yeah!
5: if you guys aren't at pagan pride next year those of you who are listening you're missing out because yeah. this place is the
0: bomb.com well thank, <laughs> thank you. you guys thank you far from home four fifths soon we Yay. will have the whole group on and thank you guys for listening Another great interview was with previous guest, Duran the Badger Bard. Duran was a busy bee at Phoenix Pagan Pride Day this year, but he was also able to sit down with us and talk about his experience and a really cool interaction he had with a couple of people at Circle Sanctuary. I also wanted to congratulate Duran on his new appointmentship to full-fledged member of the Grove of the Rising Phoenix. Yay! Yay! And we're back with Millennial Pagan Podcast, and now we have return guest Darren the Badger Bard. Hi! Woo! How's your pride? Oh
4: my gosh, what a wonderful pride here. This is one of the nicest ones we've ever had. The weather has been beautiful, the people great, especially the entertainment. Although we had a bit of a, of a glitch with not being able to do the music um, electrically, acoustically it really brought out some of the best vocals I've heard in a long time, especially by the guests we had here, including um, uh, Wendy Rule. And, um... Also, that funny fellow in that black hat who played at the beginning of the whole thing. He was kind of lousy. What's his name, Darren something? Darren, Darren the ba- badger, b- badger, badger Bar, barn? something like he that. He was yeah. fair, but <laughs> the rest of the people just were fantastic. And it's been a different energy surge this year. We've had more of a positive flow. We've had more people in attendance. We've actually had people that are actually working at schools that have come out here to go ahead. I, I met a lady who told me that she was an art teacher at an elementary school.
2: Ooh. And
4: this is amazing to have all this going on. Nice. So the energy has been off the scale. I'm I'm very, very glad to be part of it. I I was lucky I uh, had a couple workshops pagans in the military and one also in the history of hand fasting and I did a legal marriage today. I'm, I'm an awesome. ordained minister of Sacred Spiral Pagan Church. Right. I actually married a couple and of course I got to play music for you guys first thing this morning. And I loved it. So for me it has been a wonderful event. Now I just want to find some place to sleep. <laughs> well I think we
0: found it here under this lovely tree. So Bedger, um, how was the turnout of your classes?
4: Not bad. We had... Um, quite a few that attended the um, hand-fasting one, uh, just a smaller group for the uh, ones for the um, uh, military. Uh, Pagans, Yep, yeah, military, mm-hmm. but I had a lot of people interested in wanting, they, they wrote down their names and emails, and they wanted me to email me the 21-page booklet that I put together. Yay. We also had something I must share with you. Um, I was so blessed, uh, I had emailed um, Circle, um, oh goodness, uh, the group out in uh, Wisconsin, uh, Circle Sanctuary, if they uh-huh. had any information on uh, they can share with me because one of their people is an ordained uh, minister who is a full-time uh, veteran, uh, pardon me, she's a full-time chaplain at a veteran's hospital as a weekend chaplain. Wow. Which is incredible, she's like one of the first of her kind. That's so I was mm-hmm. hoping for additional information on this to share here at the Pagan Pride in Phoenix with all the other folks that would attend the workshop. And so I emailed um, them and um, they responded back with a very, very nice letter written by Selena herself. No wow. kidding Selena Fox actually wrote a letter well, I, I right away wrote, wrote her back a response Saying thank you, thank you, thank you, bless you I've uh, been a pagan for 35 years And served in the military with the CBs. I, I, I really appreciate everything you folks are doing And thank you for all, this, uh, all these links you've shared with me Well I'm about ready to leave school And I'm about ready to pack up and head out when all of a sudden my phone rings Which says, hi, is this Darren? I went, yeah, oh this is Selena Fox <gasps> oh, wow. How are you doing? Uh, do you have a few minutes to talk? For the next hour and a half, man, I was oh. not worthy. I was like, we are not worthy. We are not worthy.
0: That was me with Courtney Weber oh, earlier today. I gosh. must have fawned all over her. Yeah, oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh.
4: She called me. I know. And we networked. She can't wait to come out here and meet us and get involved. Awesome. All the things as, as she can because she's already involved with so much. and right. But she spent the next hour and a half just sharing with me all the great things that they've been doing to promote the pagans. They're the ones who were able to spearhead the movement that took almost 10 years of them staying on top of everything for them to go and uh, push it so that they could have, um, oh goodness, what's it called? So they could have um, a um, uh, gravestones, which actually have the pentagram on it right. and oh. the Mjolnir. They were the ones responsible really pushing mm-hmm. that through. That's right. awesome. No,
0: I agree. I know, yeah. I actually want to get an episode out on specifically that. I oh, know I talked good. with um, our previous guest, uh uh-huh. Lara about that as well uh-huh. so well thank you so much for your time where can they find you if they want to hear more about you and hear your music again online
4: oh very good well go ahead and contact me at on Facebook at uh, Badger Bard and I'm right there And we're going to start putting up some links with your assistance so we can get some of music course. out to folks right. you have to tell me how the techie work things oh, I'm yeah. one <laughs> of them, old pagan bards who's still in the stone age of using emails
0: <laughs> of course yeah well, well thank, thank you, you for all you
4: do thank no, you, thank you. You
0: have a great ride. Thank you. Wow, what a great experience it was to record all those interviews and being able to talk to so many talented musicians who were willing to fight the sun and the lack of amplification at Phoenix Pagan Pride Day. Wasn't that pretty cool? Oh
1: yeah! I mean, even even with the the lack of the electricity and being able to to do their music the way that they had originally at- intended, just kind of having the acoustic set that they that they did and that they performed in just kind of brought it to a completely different level.
0: Yep, and I think it was pretty neat because they had to really change up their set. They had, at least with Wendy, she said that a lot of her songs on Persephone are softer, so it's easier to hear her sing them when it's amplified. Mm -hmm. So she... Had to completely change in what she was going to play, and it was neat watching her and her husband kind of like pick and choose. Hey, let's play this, let's have that. Um, I know singing in a park outside in the dry weather is not exactly the greatest yeah. experience, especially Kellyanna, uh, coming from Massachusetts. So she's used to a little bit damper, a little bit cooler weather. Um, they ended up having to move the stage because it was in full sun. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of got our a uh, front road seat to yeah. the whole thing,
1: which was kind of nice because now that there's a, a lot of pictures out there with our uh, with our booth in the background. Right, so.
0: I was like free <laughs> advertising. Thank you. Yes. So, if you want to learn more about any of the talented people we talked to, um, we will be putting links to their websites or social medias in the show notes.
1: Yeah, and definitely, definitely listen to them and definitely support them because um, I mean, as as you heard in the a little bit earlier in the couple of the interviews. Patreon is huge, especially for people who, who take the time to actually travel from state to state and from gig to gig. You know, they, they don't make the money themselves. They count on the support of listeners. So that's kind of one thing that uh that, you know, we here at uh, Millennial Pagan Podcast we feel right along with them how important patreon is
0: it really is and how important it is to still buy cds to Mm -hmm. buy the shirts and the products i actually got um wendy rules persephone album um tote because um i can never have too many cloth totes for like notebooks and my water bottle when i'm coming here to record or um just roaming around and i need something to throw something in that's light it just makes it a lot easier. So definitely think about supporting them and, of course, supporting us. Yes. Speaking of which, we have a couple of people we want to thank. Since we are going dark, we're just going to go ahead. Everybody who has already... Um, became a patreon supporter this month we're going to give you your shout out now Mm -hmm. if you become a patreon supporter at any mark between now and january 1st that next episode that we do post we will give you your shout out so just remember we won't be putting out a full length episode um all supporters get our yule gift which is that big blooper episode which i know t's been working really hard on um but we do really thank you um Patreon's Thank Us supporter day is coming up soon. So something will come out for that as well. Yeah. But we want to thank Sabrina, Haley, and Alexis. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. All of you guys, what you guys do, make sure that our booth just keeps looking better at Pride and we are able to give you guys more things. um, And this winter I know I said this last December during our dark period but this December we will have our website up it we already have the URL and everything it is peganpod.com so, once it's ready to go and up, we will, of course, post it all over social media. We might do a clip of us just going, oh, my gosh, we have a website. Maybe, you know what? Maybe we can make you do like an unboxing video where you're sitting at your like- computer and you open it up <laughs> and you're just like, oh, my gosh, look at all these things.
1: That that actually, uh, I, I like that idea. I think yeah. we could do that.
0: Let's do that. And we'll it, we'll post it on our YouTube and on Patreon. Maybe Patreon supporters will get it a day, a day extra. Really. Early. Early, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah so. we, can, we can see about that
0: yeah so and um the more you guys are able to support us the more likely we will be to have more merch than just our stickers and buttons in the future so the more that you help us out the more we are able to start those kind of things up
1: and i just, I just also want to just kind of give a give a big thank you to everybody who came by the booth at uh at phoenix pagan pride um new listeners old listeners you know i just want to say thank you for uh just for the support even just stopping by if you didn't never heard of us before and just thought it was uh something interesting just by seeing our banner
0: yeah no yeah. and great thing uh, like huge thanks to the people who were like hey i know you guys mm-hmm. um especially the person who went up to uh Sangai T and asked him when T- uh, Tim's next episode was coming out um apparently you startled him a bit but not- Oh, and if you want to hear more from Tim we are planning more in the future for history lessons, yes. Um, so keep an ear out for that. Let us know. Um, I, I really want some engagement during this dark time. Yeah. So well, where can they find you, Jarrah? Uh,
1: of course, uh, you guys know you guys know where to find me on Twitter at Jarrah Stone, and of course on my Instagram at uh, Haggard underscore Haggard underscore Cosplay underscore
0: underscore underscore
1: underscore under, uh, underscore underscore. Yeah, all those underscores.
0: Yeah all of them and of course you can find me at wordpress at iron wolf circle you can find me on facebook and twitter at autumn wolf and on instagram at pagan pod and you can find millennial pagan podcast also on facebook and twitter at pagan pod
1: yeah so uh i guess uh i guess that's it for this episode
0: yeah so, so marry me marry part and, and marry, marry meat again. again you said me again
1: i tried <laughs>